You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's up, everybody? How are you all doing? Uh, Vox and Hops episode number 34. I am stoked, stoked to be home. I just got back from a crazy great run with some crazy great people in Europe. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I got to tell you that uh, when you go out on these tours, you never know who you're going to end up sharing a bus with, what these people are going to be like. And uh, I knew what to expect with Ingested, but uh, Glory Hole Guillotine was the other band on the bus with us. And uh, I didn't know what to expect. And it turns out that they were great, great people. So, you know, another tour is in the books. And uh, what a blast I had. I have to give a huge shout out to uh, our sound man, TM. This uh, tour would have never ran as smoothly. A Vox and Hops alumni. A huge shout out to my boy, Mega. Uh, what can I say? You are a part of the family, and I love and cherish you, and I'm looking forward to uh, being with you again soon in Asia, coming up in July. Uh, my boys, the Slam Kings, the Door Slam Kings from Slamchester, UK, ingested. Uh, I had toured with you before in the UK at the end of November, early December, and at that point on Hell Over Europe, I was very tired, having uh, playing gigs night after night and uh, slinging merch as well every night on that run. I was uh, very burnt out and tired, and you guys hopped on. You guys have been on just been on tour. You've done like 200 shows that year, and uh, it was just fun to hang out this time and be freshed, and uh, we, we had just a, a great, great time all together, so huge shout-out to the Door Slam Kings from Slamchester. Stoked to share more craft beers with all of you, and uh, thank you so much. Uh, the boys, as I mentioned, Glory Hole Guilty and our brothers from Chicago coolest dudes really fun to party with and a few of the boys don't drink at all but they were just so cool nicest people huge shout out to all those boys thank you for you guys for having a great sense of humor and putting up with all my silly jokes and my nonsensical ways and my love for craft beer and uh, on this run we had uh, bands jumping in and out we had three of them we had insight whom I interviewed, uh, Richie Cavalera. Super stoked to share that with all of you. Uh, great dude, great bands, a very chill vibe, uh, an excellent American styles, like heavy metal band. Uh, they were really cool and uh, super stoked to share that episode with Richie. Coming up in the next few weeks, uh, you guys will not be disappointed. Some great content on that. Uh, the boys from Demonicle uh, was short lived, our little hangs together. I didn't have much time to hang out with you because it was my first time in the Scandinavia. And I went sightseeing. I went out and uh, saw a whole bunch of stuff in Stockholm. I'd never been there. I went uh, and drank some great, great craft beers when I was in Copenhagen at uh, Bo's house, as I mentioned last time, at Bo's Brewery, B-A-U-S Brewery in Copenhagen. If you are out there, you must check it out. It had uh, probably some of the best beers that I drank while I was in Europe. And a huge shout out to uh, Night Rage. They uh, jumped in right at the end of the tour. We were getting a bit tired and they were fresh. They were, they were, they were super fun and nice people to deal with. A huge shout out to all those boys. Stoked to hang out with you guys again and to play more shows with all of you. Um, our driver kept us safe, Frank. Thank you so much. He has, uh, wears fur-covered clogs, and he plays the didgeridoo, and he got us around safely, got us home safely, and on top of it, I got to say, one of the nicest bus drivers I ever had, and also kept the bus impeccably clean. Huge, huge shout-out to you. Last but not least, the guy that filled in for Ollie, Dominic Grimard. Ollie, our bassist of Cryptopsy, is also the bassist of Cattle Decapitation, and Cattle Decapitation is in studio right now recording their new album, and Ollie couldn't be on this tour, so we called out one of our local boys, Dominic Grimard, and he came out and he filled in on bass, and I gotta tell you, he was super cool. He loves craft beer, so right away with me, that's a winning point. He played really well, he was like super mature. Excellent dude to have on tour, and if the uh, circumstances arise and Ollie's not available again, I will be more than honored to have you out on tour with me again, brother. So that's it. Great tour. Nice to be home. 
Uh, today on Vox and Hops, I have my conversation, which I recorded on my previous tour in San Diego, the great Travis Ryan, who is in the band with Ollie Cattle Decapitation. So here it is, my conversation with Travis Ryan, which we had outside of Brick by Brick in San Diego. Hope you guys all enjoy it. Vox and Hops, episode number 34. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. What's up, everybody? Today I'm in San Diego, Fox and Hops, and I'm with a good friend. It's been a long time I haven't seen him, Mr. Travis Ryan of Cattle Decapitation. How are you doing, brother? Pretty good. Yeah? What have you been up to? Writing and um, eating, as Flo would say. (laughs) I've been just uh, writing and focusing on creative stuff, which is my favorite part. I was just going to say that, that uh, your creative process is uh, very deep. Well Thank calculated. You. Yes. I'm always uh, very jealous of your your thought process. Can you take me uh, through that, how mm, that comes about? It's more about just a good utilization of your resources. <laughs> like, <laughs> you always you have know, like a, like West f- Bend Scoter, you know, having a kick-ass artist or, you know, a good producer and uh, obviously the right people, because I'm just the lyricist guy, uh, vocalist, having good musicians to deliver the goods. Mm-hmm. To, but, you, but you always, like, for every album... As soon as you finish an album, you almost know what you're gonna, your next album's going to be about. I actually do this time, too, <laughs> which is weird because uh, the last record, Anthropocene, mm-hmm. um, I didn't come up. I, I, I was, like, st- stumped because I, I always have a plan B, and I think that was actually the plan A, but it was starting to go away because I couldn't figure out a way to make it work, and then some, suddenly it just all came together one day, and... That's how it all happens, you know? When the, with this one, I had the idea two years ago. Okay. And with the next record idea, which isn't going to be for another five years, probably. <laughs> After your tour of this I one. think I have. We're, we're going to go with that one, with, with the current record. This is the plan A or B or whatever that I had for this record. But yeah. it's gonna come next time. Okay. So yeah, thinking ahead. I remember like uh, we were on tour together in Europe, and you like came downstairs. You're like, I had a dream. I know what my ne- my next shirt design is gonna be. <laughs> oh, the it's the, the four horsemen yeah. of the. <laughs> we were in Italy. <laughs> how, how often does that happen? That you get these flashes of inspirations through dreams or through just like. Um, usually when I'm driving, I've noticed. Really? Okay. So which is weird, or in the shower. Hmm. It's always at a really inopportune time to when your mind is have something away to write it down because <laughs> I'll fucking forget it. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've probably yeah. thought of the you know for my, my intents and purposes the perfect ideas before and just didn't write them down, you know, and fucking gone, gone. <laughs> so I have a constant running file on my phone that I jot ideas down and stuff and. It's got like a hundred something song titles and half of it's totally stupid and dumb and some of it's kind of usable. I heard there's a very offensive one on the next one. No. There is? I think so. We'll talk about it after. Oh. Oh, well, jeez. <laughs> uh, th- th- no, there's not... Mm, to the human race, maybe, yeah. But there's... It's the same... I'm not going to say it's the same old shit, but you know what I mean. It's death metal, or well, it's extreme metal. What? 
There's, it's it's, you know it's I mean? been called a lot. You find your thing and you just stick with it. That's that's it. Push it to the limit. Yeah. yeah push yourself to the limits. Yeah. Today we're drinking George Washington's Secret Stash IPA. It's an ale with hemp. C. Sativa extract added contains 4.20, of course, milligrams of CBD. And I got this beer from Alex Ward, uh, who was a fan that brought out some beers mm-hmm. to, to share on the podcast. So I, I thought... Where's this from? I believe it is from Denver. Mm. A good uh, Aurora, Colorado, it's from. Yeah. You ever been to True Brewing out there? I have not, but Alex Ward also brought me out some True Brewery. <laughs> Which good, I man. drank during my interview with Dave Otero. Mm-hmm. Otero always has uh, like a, ke- a pony keg or so of that mm-hmm. on tap. I know he's good friends with uh, yeah, dude, one of the owners. Yeah, yeah, last two records we were there like all the fucking time um, drinking. It's they got really good beers there, dude. I can't wait to go back. How easy is it, is it of a decision just to go back to Dave all the time? Well, obviously. He helped us establish. I feel. I mean, I feel helped us establish a sound that a lot of people um, seem to like. That sort of drew the line in the sand, uh, apart from the rest of our releases. You know, um, it's, it's almost at that point that the songs became more coherent and songy. Yeah. What we find, dude, after twenty something years or whatever the fuck it was, you know, by that time, eighteen, nineteen years or whatever it's been, we at least finally found our what we feel found our guy you know or like uh or our sound because <laughs> we've been searching for a long time and for years you know trying to figure out you know what we want to do and stuff and i guess what i always wanted to do is just stuff a little more musical take something that's not supposed to be musical and trying to make sense of it it's almost as if you guys like in, in, dropped in a little bit more black metal influences well that was always coming in yeah that, that's been coming in since like uh karma bloody karma started off that stuff i believe josh is a big black metal guy he's always has been since i've fucking known him he's always been way into black metal and bluegrass so (laughs) um that i I feel like a long time ago he started bringing that to the table and uh it's you know flourished through certain band member changes or certain uh things that you know happen uh you know taking on new people when we got dave you know certain sense of hunger came into the band and mm-hmm. you know it's been kind of doing that ever since really how, how 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 do you enjoy the immersive studio experience is that something you've always done where you just go there you live at the studio for a month two months i mean or versus you know just dropping in doing your part and going well, for home. me i do still have a, a lot of shit to do because i use that time to fine-tune all the stuff you know the the layout of the record and and all that kind of crap I really take that shit seriously and um, you know t-shirt designs I have to get those commissioned there's all sorts of stuff that goes into making a record that on the back end or the back office you know side of things you know uh, that people don't really realize or don't think about until they're doing it and then you're just like slammed with all this shit to do which and is what I'm going to be doing you, you, you rush it and then it's yeah, and then it, you miss out on all these badass opportunities mm-hmm. that you could have had to do something. Like a, uh, a great idea, like a beach towel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a great idea. That was a good idea. Yeah. 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 A little kitsch. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, coming up with ideas, shit. See, that's the thing. Those kind of things, uh, not the beach towel, but um, certain conceptual ideas. 
I like to think of that. I, I think of that stuff so far out that some stuff gets built upon just <laughs> having those tchotchkes <laughs> or whatever. You know, like I could think of one thing that it led to why our album is that what it's going to be called next and what it's going to look like is really actually kind of sprung from a merch idea. You know, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Not to give away too much. Let's talk about beer. You mentioned you like to go to True Brewery when you're out in uh, Colorado. Uh, are you a craft beer enthusiast? For me, beer is a utility thing. It, um, so I'm not going to... On our writer, it specifically says no Bud, no okay. Bud Light, no PBR, no garbage. You know, give us some good stuff. If we're going to drink, I want it to be tasty, you know, to be mm-hmm. good stuff. Which completely goes against the utility thing I just said, but uh, <laughs> but I don't know how to explain it. Shit. I'm not, like, super into that scene. I'm not... I smoke weed, but I don't... I'm not fucking Johnny 420, you know? Like, I just hate that shit. I'm like, the, those all the things. strains, and you don't dork yeah, out on that? Just, no? Could, just... I don't know. When you live up to your... Stereotype. It's just annoying. You know, I, I, I'm <laughs> against that. I, I feel, but um, so the craft beer scene. I'm glad it exists because it produces fine quality beers, and that's about it. I, I did. I, I did have a. Uh, I was a, a roommate that was um, like a head brewer at Ballast Point, which is one really. Of the that's a great local brewery. beer. Yeah, yeah, dude. This is not even that long ago. Fuck a tent. Um, 12, 13 years ago, they were just a smaller... Yeah, they were one of the first ones. Yeah, there. actually, yeah. they started right down right the street. Right down the street. Yeah, we're at they, Brick by Brick tonight. I think they're still there, yeah. Um, and uh, he would bring home... We had a, two pony kegs on tap at all times of amazing beer. So that's where I actually learned to differentiate Different beers and stuff. Because I never gave a shit. To me, it was always utility, you know? And I never been into hard alcohol or any of that kind of shit. I love wine. And I've... Through, through living with that guy I, I um, and learning about beer I, I never really realized you know how how important it's been in our history so it's that was cool to learn and it gave me a new appreciation for uh, those kind of spirits or whatever you want to call it you know liquids of the gods liquids of the gods yeah <laughs> if you walk into a craft beer bar with your friends what would be your go-to style of beer I've really been in this <laughs> Sours lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're awesome. The, the, the sour scene in the states is amazing. But they they're also low alcohol, and I'm trying. I'm not trying to drink up that much, you know. Like I like to drink. When I when I drink beers, I want to have a few. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't just have one. You don't want to get sloppy. No, I can have one glass of wine with dinner, but fucking other than that, dude, I have to have the whole bottle. Like, okay. not because I. Uh, so I'm part some of your crazy alcoholic. It's yeah. just yeah, yeah, that too. And I just it tastes so good. You get on a roll, mm-hmm. and it's just fucking so good, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of starting to prefer more the higher alcohol content, so I can drink less of them. You know, I guess, um, and just get more bang for your buck. I'll be draw. I like we'll have free. <laughs> Beer backstage, Heineken or some shit, but I'll go to the bar and get the the craft stuff, the Duchess Dubuignon or whatever the yeah, fuck yeah, you call yeah. it. Uh, That's a great beer, that one. Yeah, you know, that, I, know, that, I, know, that, I know what you're talking about. All that kind of shit. I'm not into the Belgian ales, man. No, no, they're too. I fucking heavy. can't do it. Or that yeah, that 15, 13 percent shit, stupid. Nine percent, most of them. But is that what it yeah, is? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. So Delicious. I'm gonna get a lot a of misinformation when it comes to stuff <laughs> that I don't really care about. That's okay. 
I remember we did have a night together on tour in Belgium, and they had given us only Belgian ales, and both of them were 9%, and everyone got sloppy that night. Dude, do you remember the day off going across France? Yes, Jesus. the fourth day off. We have, I have videos of that somewhere, of us partying in that lounge. and Dude. Yeah. <laughs> With me rapping? I think maybe. No. <laughs> that's ever. not coming out. Dude, I just... Just, just that was a fun night, though. Coat. Fun gnarled. Yeah, yeah was all of day. us though. Yeah. Chris was shit faced by what noon or something. He went to bed and woke up. I remember and kept waking partying. up, going, "Okay, cool day off, wine day." I remember we were, yeah. "Oh, we're gonna have wine today." And fucking, <laughs> <laughs> we had those bottles were gone immediately. <laughs> and Chris was like, woke up or he. We we I remember waking up and he was already shit faced. And, like, and he went to bed and then he got up and <laughs> yeah. did it again. That's what happened that and night. And by the time he woke back up and he was sober. Everyone else. Was we were just not obliterated. Yeah, dude, yeah. I was, I was crowd surfed in the the. Remember, I crowd surfed the fucking um, lounge, oh, the galley yeah, or whatever yeah. where everybody was. Decrepit birth, cattle decapitation, so cryptopsy on a bus. Was that with decrepit birth? Yeah, yeah. The tour where we missed the fucking. They we had to miss that uh, the underworld member. Yeah, that sucked. That yeah, because the, the ferry. Yeah, yeah the Dublin, ferry got yeah. booked incorrectly. And yeah. We showed up super late and decrepit birth had to miss their set. That sucked that, yeah. Sorry, boys. Let's talk about your vocal style. I always ask other vocalists who they think the best metal vocalist is. And nine times out of ten, they say your name. No. I'm not joking. <laughs> um, how did you come up with this voices? What is like your primary go-to voice that you can pull out at any point? Because I'd say you have at least five voices. Well, oh, I don't know. I would say there's five going on, on it, probably about five on stage. Yeah. And that's why, I, I, I hate to call myself out, but that's why, you know, live, if I'm doing those, all these different voices, they all kind of end up suffering. I wish I could fucking they, you, delete it down to, <laughs> narrow it down one, to... One voice hinders another voice. Yeah, man. Okay. And when I started doing the cleaner shit mm-hmm. was when I noticed... Um, uh, other things suffering and this getting really taxing. I could go through an entire fuck. I, I did four months once without skipping a beat. Really? And I came off the tour sounding like I do now. Mm-hmm. But then I start adding these cleanish sounding shit. I call it your witch voice. Okay. Your old lady witch voice. Or the, someone was yeah. saying gremlins earlier, yeah, goblins yeah, yeah. or something. Uh, fair enough. But when I started adding that, then the voice degradation started happening for the other voices. Yeah, right? for everything. Okay. And then I sound like a f- some like fucking. Is it just because some s- old smoker? You're pushing <laughs> so hard in a different direction than usual. I really don't know, dude. I mean, I'm just doing stuff that I've all that comes naturally. I've never. I'm not uh, very collegiate or whatever. You, you know, I, I haven't really learned. <laughs> Necessarily, what I'm doing, you know, I've had other people tell me. <laughs> I didn't know what a fry voice was, or, or or whatever the fuck. I mean, I've been doing that. People call it zombie vocals, or whatever. I've been doing that since mm, at least '99. Mm-hmm. It was. I never put a name on it, and now a ton of kids are doing it. But I never put a name on You're it. You're like an, an influencer now. Yeah, well, and all that was was me trying to emulate the sound of, uh, you know, a high and low at once. I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with a note almost too. Yeah, yeah, and then and then the attention of the yeah, note going came on later. tour. Yeah. Going on tour is what, and and experiencing different rooms and that slapback from mm-hmm. the, the 
the others and side of the room, especially when you're doing sound check and shit. I started hearing overtones in that, and then I was just like, "What if I really did tweak this to where it was? I'm hitting notes, or I'm mm-hmm. you know actually making a tune, a tune." Um, so we jumped full. Like I, that started around Karma, but um, it was on the next one. Harvest Floor yeah. really started doing it, but then Monolith was where it took a little more of a front seat because, um, well, personally, I was getting kind of bored. With um, straight growls, with well, just everything, yeah. For, with doing this, uh, I was starting to just get kind of the wind out of my sails, I guess. And you know, we ended up um, switching or doing some a little bit of member change, which wasn't even really the the catalyst, or, uh, really necessarily. I think I was just getting tired of shit, and then starting to do something new made it fun again and then when people actually like responded and they liked it it was just like well I guess keep going and it's now doable you know we can make enough money to to do this and and to make I mean we live in Southern California four men now five trying to live in Southern California like it's and do this it's really hard Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it has to fucking make sense you know I'm 40 fucking four years old Still uh, good. Which still is, good. It, it's still young compared to how long you know people like live. A lot of yeah. other dudes, yeah. like our our peers, our mentors that fucking we grew up with. I saw you in Montreal on the suffocation tour, looking out in that crowd when you're hit belting out those melodies and having a group of death metal dudes singing back at you this melody like a chorus yeah. in death metal is, is awesome I love it's it it's like dude. you found a way to sneak in my f- choruses in death yeah, metal yeah yeah well, I'm, I'm, and I'm glad that it's being received because th- honestly we didn't I went in the monolith going well whatever we'll see what happens if people hate it fuck them you know, I, uh, but I remember, I remember listening to the, the harvest floor that was my first cattle exposure and I was like what is this voice I love this oh cool I loved it and then when I went, got to the next one and I was like oh my god this is like really going somewhere oh I could yeah. who is the biggest ego you've encountered a bit more spicy a little juice yeah you want a little juice in this biggest ego you've toured a lot been out on the road it, it almost comes down to who are you not who don't who do you not mind incriminating because <laughs> you know everybody's got a little bit of an ego but yeah um, most, most of them are manageable and you can get around it and you can still work with them because you know I probably wouldn't want to answer that because I think you don't you don't want to burn bridges for future well it would probably be somebody that I necessarily don't hate mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm um, because that's a specific question. That's I can't true. just say Chris Barnes, dude. Yeah. I, for one thing, the motherfucker never showed his face. So, uh, we never, until I stepped in the room, you know, we never fucking even spoke to each spoke other. To each other you okay. know? He spoke through his fucking tour manager. So, okay. can't say that. Um, there's gotta be one. Oh, maybe, uh, I don't know. I was gonna say Glenn Danzig, but then again, I not not necessarily to our your crew yeah. to our crew, you know. Yeah, so that's a weird one. It's a tough question. Because I want to answer it within without any kind of bias. Of know? course. And I that would take some thought, I think. So same vein question um, on Facebook. Eric Golly. No, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 
<laughs> Shout that out was to a Eric Galley. Just a joke. Everyone that doesn't know who Eric Galley is, he used to own a label. I think he still does own a label up in oh, yeah? in Montreal, uh, Galley Records. Oh, okay. And he yeah. does bookings for bands up in, in oh, Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He hates me. Does he? Well, yeah. That's why that was a joke. Well, I didn't know that. I thought oh, you were dude, I thought you were in on the joke. No, I oh, didn't know. Oh, well. <laughs> You'll tell me after. Yeah, Flo will probably fill you in. That's all right. <laughs> uh, on social media, you, you tend to be very nasty. You're sort of How like... So? Well, you're, you're not afraid to debate someone and even if it's like a person I don't I always get the vibe that you don't even know the person but you don't like what yeah. they said you'll call them out on it and you'll you'll debate it out with them sure let's talk about I'm that I'm just a fucking person <laughs> what, what is your mindset what is my mind it's like um, I, 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 when I see a comment I don't like I'm like bah whatever you're, you my think, mindset is look I've especially being in this band I've had our fair share of people talking shit and uh, shit thrown at us, you know. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I've always done. Yeah. So, I feel I can take it. So, I guess I've just gotten used to dishing it. I don't know. Mm. I'm, I try to do it honestly, dude. A lot of it is. To, I'm that crass comedian, like, or I I would hope I'm would be <laughs> crass comedian. You know, like I, I I've always I used to make people laugh. I used to be a pretty funny, dude, actually. And then somewhere along the line. I think it was weed or whatever, but I just kind of like lost the ability to do that. But I was kind of the class clown, you know, and I there's something in me that loves making people laugh. And unfortunately, a lot of that does come back sometimes to uh, poking fun at somebody mm-hmm. you know? like that's it's a tool, comedian, stand up comics and whoever use, you know, like the difference is, is I'm not up there being a stand up comic. I'm supposed to be a death metal vocalist. I don't see why I can't. Do both. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, know, you can, and you have. You, you always break the internet with that uh, deathcore the, Halloween. The Bobby Brutal thing. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to dress up for this, or what you should. I have a suggestion. Mm-hmm. I watched that Dahmer, <laughs> the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary on Netflix. Okay. And there was like periods of his life that I was like, he really looks like Travis. No, dude. <laughs> you're talking about Ted Bundy. I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> am I in the future? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah? A little bit. Good. I'll tell yeah. you when this thing's over. Awesome, awesome. Because <laughs> uh, for real, there was moments I was like, oh my God. Uh, you'll see. There's it something looks, coming up. It looks like Travis. There's something coming up. I can't talk about okay. it Okay. Awesome, awesome. I'm excited. But there is yeah. something coming up. Excellent. And, um, yeah, I've been called... People have told me I look like Ted Bundy. Uh, to be honest, it was... Uh, Deicide. We did two tours with Deicide in like 2004 or 05. And the last two tours with the brothers Hoffman. Mm-hmm. So we, they, those two guys, I, I forgot which one it was. I think it was uh, Eric started calling me Ted. And they're like, it looks like fucking Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah, he does. Hey, Ted. Ha, ha, ha. And they'd call me Ted. It was really, I thought it was cool. And then nobody said anything up in, until like. This Netflix thing. Yeah, and up. I know what they're talking about. There's a specific. Error or period of his life. Yes, there. um, there's this specific courtroom photo that I can totally imitate completely. <laughs> like it, um, but uh, that they're talking about, and I and I, I was just like, you know what? That I can see. I get Ryan Gosling a lot, but really, oh, yeah, a little I'm bit, starting yeah. to fill out though, dude. <laughs> I hit forties. Too many burritos. Just burritos and fucking 
beer, man. <laughs> that's why I'm trying to just drink more wine, if anything, but that's not really helping. You'll be fine. You're, you're, you're perfectly fine. It's my dad's jeans. Perfectly fine. You're wearing your dad's pants? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you uh, forced gender reassignment. Yeah. What was the mindset of making a brutal, brutal video that people couldn't even watch? Well... It was kind. It was experimental. Uh, it was more experimental than than um, I think people have given us credit for. Meaning, I think people read a little too much into it. It was really just like let's let's act out what happens on the lyrics. Yeah. Nobody fucking does that. No, no anymore. Yeah. Had no, Cannibal no. Corpse done entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt, we'd probably be having a different conversation right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they had acted that out on the st- on the screen but then we did it we did the horrible video and we realize now or at least i do i can't i shouldn't say we but i i do why people don't do such <laughs> fucking things <laughs> the fallout was there was some fallout oh, i think i think it was only understand. only good that came from that well, well I think there was, was like, a lot of fun there was two things you didn't that, have to deal with the fuck you didn't get to see the the messages we got the, from the from the Christian uh, groups that's music or yeah. just dude fans some people are like dude what are you doing and then that's where I started seeing the the term the word edgy being used as an insult okay to me that's I mean I, I think our music's supposed to be edgy. It's not, yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of the, the point? point yeah. I mean, so if you're going to make fun of that, then I hope, really hope you don't have, you know, you can go down the line of shit that they better not have in their music collection if they're going to get pissed at that, you exactly, know, or whatever. Yeah. Well, I think it got you guys a lot of recognition. And, uh, a lot it, of got, it, it, it became like... It uh, was our most viral thing we've ever done. We, it got something like three million views... Before it got pulled from whatever the was server Vimeo was, it was first on. Yeah, I can't remember. No, it yeah. was some. It was um, bloody disgusting. Yes, premiered it. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, that's they, all. That's all calculated as well. They they, yeah. they had they were the only ones able to see like the actual numbers or whatever. And that's I heard something like that, and that was only a couple weeks in or some shit. That's insane. Yeah. So yeah, that fucking thing went nuts, and I still don't understand why. It's not that bad to me. And I'm not saying this to be edgy or to be yeah, brutal. Yeah, yeah. Or There's not, snuff films out there that are much more worse. I'm so desensitized, bro. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm, it, what it is is it's weird that fucking you have such a reaction like that when you put music to something like that. It You, you, you take those images and it could be any fucking snuff, or not snuff film, but any horror movie that's released nowadays, you know? You put music to it. You put death metal music to it. All of a sudden, it's instant glorification of said whatever's going on on it's the true, screen. Right? And mm-hmm. what's happening on the screen is some of the most horrible shit that I personally don't even stand by. Or that I can't say that, but like I wouldn't. There's things I wouldn't have done. But I gave the 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 director free reign. I said, "Listen, dude, we don't we don't have MTV mm-hmm. to worry about." Uh, I'm I'm paying for this, so the label has like I'm not concerned with if they can use it or not. It was just I wanted to I I, I said you get free reign, dude. Like let's let's just act out the lyrics, basically the lyrics, and here's the target uh, of you know the vitriol where it's heading or where it's directed towards, and he did it, you know. 
I heard that he mailed you the penis. Did that happen? I have the cock balls, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, Where do you keep this in your house? It's actually a shadow box, and it's up on my wall. Really? <laughs> in my office, you know. Um, it's all just, you know, silicone. Or of like, course, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Different direction. Um, speak. I know that when you're at home, you sell stuff online. And right, am I correct? Uh-huh. Uh What? How close is it what you do? And uh, you you hunt for these like old vinyls that you can't find. How close is that to the old tape trading days? Because oh, I don't really mess with music. No. Nah. No? Other okay. crap. I mean, I, I do music. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But uh, that's not the focus. I had to shift focus okay. years ago. Okay, because the last ago. time we were touring together, you were doing music, yeah. Well, uh, that was probably the main focus, but... So what do you sell now? Anything. Anything <laughs> you can get your hands on. I'm a picker, you know? Yeah? Do you go to, like, Stores Wars? No! You're not at that level No, yet? but you know what? I've seen those dudes at stuff, at uh, the swap meets and shit. Okay. You know? I go to swap meets, garage sales... I love going through other people's crap. Does it have to be weird to fit you, or does it just no, have to make anything. you money? It has to be something I could ship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what about bands coming up? Young bands. What are you listening to right now? Something I, that everyone I just should know got about. that Piss Grave LP, and that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I'm not even like I. As far as extreme music goes, I don't know. I've been really into the a lot of the French. Well, not um. Extreme music per se, but the that whole Igor scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to thank you for Igor because you introduced me to that. And I don't know I how like you it. say it, but it's called O X X O X O O X. Is one of the projects. Okay, no, I don't you know. That. Absolutely, have to stop what you're doing. Let's just stop the interview right now and go listen to it. No. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, you gotta fucking hear it. Get her back. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the female operatic vocals that uh, are all throughout. Igor's stuff is um, this woman named Laura Leprenick. If she, is she the one that tours it? Yes. She's beautiful, yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal Those live talent. videos that they've been putting out there? It's so Dude, good. Dude, it's yeah. disgusting. I'm yeah. dying to see them live. I still haven't seen them live. Hopefully you'll catch them at a festival at least. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We were supposed to play with them in well, I'm surprised you haven't brought God. them over and toured with them, yeah. honestly. Dude, I helped them get... Well, I, I opened up Metal Blade's eyes to them, and then they signed them. And, um, that made me happy and also sad at the same time, because they took off all their old uh, albums off of iTunes. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. What, all the fucking Blood Music stuff? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's that dude. Yeah, maybe it's back up at this they point. They should fucking release it. No, Corpament is mm-hmm. another... Uh, of that style? Of, uh, of their projects. Okay. It's basically Igor, but a little more metal, I guess. Oh, cool. Say. A little more straightforward in the metal sense. Dude... <laughs> That whole camp, that whole scene is destroying it right now. Just killing it. If you could pick a dream tour for cattle, who would be on that tour? Three band package. Three band package? I've always wanted a tour with Carcass, man. Yeah. So it wouldn't be us headlining. Yeah. You <laughs> like, get to if, uh, are you talking yeah. about a headlining tour? Sure, or just... whatever. Yeah. Your dream tour. I mean, I've always wanted a tour with Carcass, but. I don't know what it is. I don't think Jeff likes this. <laughs> it might happen. He's cool. Yeah. Um, just you've toured the, so much. The dream tour has already happened. Yeah, you've toured. You know, that's the campaign for musical destruction. That's my dream tour. Really? Fucking yeah. Who was on like that? It, well, that was uh, like 1989 or 90 or so. You know, like fucking. <laughs> those are those those are my dream tours. They already happened in the 90s. I okay. guess I can't really. Fuck. 
There's too many bands. Mm-hmm. I listen to too much shit to really figure it out. You're a real audiophile. I can tell you what my dream Mexico sh- Tijuana show would be. Sure. Uh, cattle, I guess, headlining with Disgorge from Me- uh, Queretaro, Mexico. Um, Paracoxidioidomycosis proctitis sarcomucosis. Jesus. From, <laughs> I think they're Queretaro as well. I might be wrong about that. Uh, and our buddy's band, uh, Unidad Trauma. They used to be Thanatology. Um, I'm best friends with those dudes. We've been hanging out a lot and doing stuff together. Uh, or just, you know, I've been hanging out and helping them do stuff. And they're fucking awesome. With a lounge, front lounge presentation by this guy. El Muerto de Tijuana. As he's showing me yes. his t-shirt. Um, he's a very interesting character. <laughs> I just actually went and saw him last night. I went and saw what, him. What's he all about? It's very bizarre. There's actually a, uh, um, a uh, Vice documentary about him. Oh, yeah? Okay. A little mini documentary. I'll have to check really that out. Um, He's this very interesting character that looks like that all the time. Yeah. And he walks around Tijuana dressed like that with these huge platform boots. And he's just kind of developed a, a following of his own as just a weird entity, like a weird soul. And also, uh, he does music that's... You know what? It's the fucking... It's like the Mexican slightly Marriott... Oh, shit, I don't... I don't know which region this would be but it's very um you know it's it's hard to explain it's not norteño it's not ranchero but it's got this fucking uh it's very uh, and when i say latino i mean like mexican vibe Mm -hmm, too mm -hmm. there's a specific um difference um that's all that he's like that that version of uh Wesley Willis. Okay. <laughs> <Sort I got. laughs> but without the, you know, yeah. um, the, the mental problems. Um, and he's just an interesting dude. He's a weird guy. Uh, he's weird, not necessarily for the sake of weird. He's very genuine, and I like that about him. You have a very busy year coming up. Yes. A very busy two and a half years probably coming up. Yeah. Uh, what can you announce? What do you have? You know, you're, you're going to the studio, Dave Otero. It's a weird time right now because I can't, there's, I know what we're doing the rest of the year almost. But you can't tell. But I can't even say anything. Can't. You do have a, a string of shows coming up. Yeah. That you can't announce. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff with Unidad Trauma, the band I was mm-hmm. just talking about. Because um, you're going to like gig your way towards the. Yeah. I'm going to go play on the way out to record. And then. Studio land. Studio for two fucking months. Yeah, Dave told me. <laughs> Almost <laughs> two crazy. months, yeah. Like a month and a half or something, yeah. like just over that. But um, we've gotten used to that place now. Yeah, it's like a second home too. Yeah. And like when we get there, it's kind of like walk. I was when we walked into this thing earlier, the bandwagon mm-hmm. that you guys are in. Flashback. It's like you fucking yeah. all of a sudden, it's like. I'm home. I never left that last tour that we did six months ago. <laughs> you know? It's just they're all the same, and they all have that vibe, that smell. <laughs> I love them, yeah. but it's nice. 
Awesome. We're going to be gone for a long fucking time <laughs> doing shit. We're going to have to flip-flop Ollie back and forth. Yep. He's very excited about this. I'm excited for him. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Are we going to make him do double duty at all anytime? I'm, I'm down. We've been talking about it. Really? Yeah. It's up to you guys to figure out the... Uh, you and Flo to figure out the, the details of that. Shit, huh? I'm down. We're down. I want to thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited for the new album. I want to hear some songs. Thanks, babe. Ollie showed me nothing. He's keeping really? it very close. His car's close to his chest. <laughs> um, it sounds... The, the demos are... Of course. You, you'd hear it and you'd be like... Okay. I know David. going to make gonna us touch everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really appreciate you sitting down with me. Um, I've been wanting to do this interview a long time. And, oh, really? uh you're a great dude. Always love chatting with you. No, Thank thanks, you so babe. much. Hey, in time. Cheers. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening right to the end. Uh, it was just great to be home. As I mentioned again, I love this conversation with Travis. He uh, made me laugh. I edited it while I was on a, a ferry coming back uh, from Scandinavia back into Germany. We had a day off and we headed to Hamburg. And what a day off that was. As some of you may know, days off tend to not be very restful and you end up having a bit more fun than you should have. And that was no exception. It was fun. I'll keep it all uh, in the books and I won't share any of that here. But we had a good time and we went to town and uh, drank some good beers. Uh, not the best beers of the tour, but uh, we still had some fun. Uh, huge thanks to Travis for being uh, so forthcoming, so open, and sharing a whole bunch of interesting stories with me. I love you, dude. Uh, you're a huge mentor of mine. I think you're a great, great vocalist. I think you're extremely artistic and creative, as I mentioned in the podcast while interviewing you. Uh, huge shout out. Extremely looking forward to your new album. Can't wait to hear it. Next week on the podcast, I have my conversation with Mike Caputo. Mike Caputo is the live drummer of Rings and Saturn, and uh, you guys got to check out my conversation with him. He's a funny kid. You're going to enjoy the stuff that he said. I'm stoked to share all that with you on Vox and Hops episode number 35 next week. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Hang out with your family. I'm going to. I'm home. I'm happy to be back with them. Enjoy your loved ones. Hang out with your friends. And most importantly, drink great craft beers. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics um all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that that you either love want to love or hate yeah imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh has impacted your life uh and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week so triangulate your speaker's Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>